Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Judge Judy cast. It's your boy, Ethan. We're going to talk about the best times a Judge Judy laid down the smack on a young African-American woman. Oh my gosh, that really is the show, isn't it? That really is just the whole show, the whole program summed up for you. Do you know how Judge Judy works? No. <laughs> so like they, they come to a conclusion before... They settle before they go into the show. No, no, no. They don't, they don't settle before they go into the show. They, um, cause if you win the case, you actually like get paid money, but they essentially mm-hmm. settle down to one of two options and you're ah. fighting for your option. But even if you lose, you don't have to pay any money because judge Judy, the, the show will pay your legal fees. Oh, the show judge Judy. Yeah. So it entices people to go on the show. I know this because I know someone who went on judge Judy. Oh, I do. I would like to enter into the, uh, law school to judge judy pipeline like how do i get (laughs) should we be saving this content for the podcast i don't yeah probably all right Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with new cover art. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Oh my gosh, I forgot until just now that we have new cover art. This is crazy. It, it'd be a huge bummer if we say all this and then uh, it, it doesn't get posted on accident. And so we look like total buffoons. We just forget to put it on. <laughs> but Well, it won't be our job. It'll be someone else's job. Oh, someone it's someone else's job. North Ooh. of the border, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Up in Russia. <laughs> Wait, north of whose border? The border of America or the border it, of Azerbaijan? Yeah, I'm not going to comment on... I'm reading a spy ge- book from about Russia. I'm not going to comment on geography on account of that. I hear that people get in trouble these days talking about that kind of stuff. So I'm just really? going to pass. Who? I'm oh, not yeah. up to date with the news. Well, it's just there's... there's No, I don't think it has to do with anything. I just think that there's... Yeah, you you risk... Anytime you talk about a country... Yeah. You, ri- you risk a lot, you know? Sure you know diplomatic relations in that indeed i know this podcast has been listened to in a myriad of countries that is guam. true that's right uh, guam is part of america we've gone over this <laughs> <laughs> see okay see this is what i mean i just i just stumbled into that we, we, we listened to, I, we've been listening in in countries all over the world guam guam puerto, puerto rico, rico the u.s virgin <laughs> islands <laughs> hawaii the minor outlying states 
Canada, which again is a territory of the United States, as we all know. <laughs> but this is what I mean. You say things, and the the Guamites out there are like you. They're shaking their fist at the pod at the internet lines coming into their house. Like, how dare you? You know, from the mainland. Sure, where, I don't know where Guam <laughs> is, but the this is what I'm saying. We risk a lot of things, and I'm not prepared for that. I'm not prepared for the loss of life that comes when the when the the geography mob comes for you. You know what I'm saying? The geographically woke mob coming after me. We need more traditionalist globes. <laughs> we need more Mercator projections. Okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't of, even know what that is. I'm tired of the the Mercator. I don't know. I think, I think we need to go back to to tradition. We need to return to a tradition where the USSR was on a globe. My grandmother had one of those globes where it said the United Soviet Soviet of United the Soviet Republic. States of Russia. Yeah. The, I don't think no. It's the United Soviet Socialist Re- Republics, right? No, 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 no. Socialist Soviet Republics. The United Soviet. Does, the R, the R in USSR does not stand for Russia. Does it not? It, 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 in fact, it does not. Oh, okay. Well, it's not a republic, so it's the United States States of Russia. That's what it stands <laughs> for. <laughs> but my grandmother, uh, Elsie, she's doing great, by the way. That's awesome. She had a globe that was old. It still had like Yugoslavia on there. So USSR wow. on there. Yeah. So a lot of these people these days, they're making these globes. It hasn't always been the same. We need to return. You know? We need to return to uh, <laughs> the time. We need to return to traditional maps with little sea monsters drawn in the corners. That's what we need. We need to, I want to return to a traditionalist globe a traditionalist map that is just a singular landmass. <laughs> you know, I want my globes pangea that's what i want one of my favorite tweets of all time that i did that didn't get enough recognition was how do we know how they pronounced pangea at the time that's really good was the was the question and it got like five likes but i still think it's a funny that's a good one funny joke like how do we how do we know that he wanted to be called tyrannosaurus rex you know like just (laughs) those those kinds of questions i want so very seriously to be a serious writer and write serious things but i also want to tweet stuff like <laughs> all women are catholic actually and just put that on twitter yes. and just let it yes. go <laughs> yes we need to go back to that 2018 chaos and because what I, to live it. <laughs> I i thought of that because someone was like all catholics are blah 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 and i was like oh i hate all catholics and i was like that's a seventh of the world that's crazy yeah. talk and I was like, you're, the only thing that would, that would be like saying that'd be like, that's a little less bad than saying I hate all women. And then I was like, all women are Careful Catholic. <laughs> all women are Catholic. All women are Catholic. It's the Proof same, actually. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is a woman? Indeed. <laughs> I, do, you know, do you know, you know, the Diogenes joke about what is a man, right? Uh, I, for the sake of the comedy. Please, you know, I mean, it's the there's that I don't know who he's talking to. It's like Socrates or whatever. None of these guys wrote anything yeah. down, so who knows if this happened? But mm-hmm. they're like, "What is a man?" And Socrates is like, "Oh, it's a featherless biped, like a, a thing, an animal that walks on two legs, doesn't have any feathers." And Diogenes, the insane philosopher, like he plucks a chicken and goes, "Behold, a man." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just what I was reminded of when, and the end of uh, the end of what is a woman? They were like, "What is a woman?" And the wife goes, "An adult human female." And I'm like, "That's so boring." You guys are boring. boring. You're boring. boring Ooh. Tell, tell me that the woman is a, a, a chicken. You're all... Like the, I wanted to, like I wanted to find man. the Diogenes equivalent of that, of like, behold, a woman, just like, you know, like, what is... How, but how do I find an adult human female that's not, you know... Anyway. 
that particular Greek philosopher sounds like someone with a very heavy New York accent teaching you how to hey! evade someone's attacks in, in a street fight. Diogenes. You got to Diogenes' knees. Diogenes' knees. <laughs> Get out of there. I thought you were saying that Diogenes sounds like an Italian man from New York. And I was like, yeah. It could be that too. Sure. Why not? Hey, I'm I'm Diogenes. I'm here. philosophizing here. Hey, I'm. Di- hey, buddy. <laughs> it's my poultry that you're holding. That's my- there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> did, did you did you watch the What is a Woman film, Ethan? No, no, I haven't. Uh, we kind of did like a mini topic there. Yeah, sorry. I was just I was kind of thinking about it. No, it's a good thing. Uh, can we do can we make some jokes about this Pittsburgh news? Oh, yes, please. OK, I'd love to. I haven't read it yet, so we'll see. Oh, is it the one from the discord? It is, man, unless you have one. Man, that's crazy. People should join the Discord. I forgot what it is, so let's read it. Are you telling me that bit.ly slash crunch discord is an active link that people can enter into their browser yeah. tabs it and click and enter, hit the return key and get to the I learned with I have a typewriter uh-huh. I've been learning how to use. I learned that the return key like returns the the carriage back to where it starts. Yes, that's why it's a return key. It's a ret- you return. Mm-hmm. I want to put the turn the U into a V on return my return key. <laughs> <laughs> Typewriters trad. Uh, yeah, go to bit.ly slash crunch discord. Even if you're listening to this like years in the future, you n- never know. The crunch discord might still be active with lone survivors in a Mad Max style uh, battle. You never know. Go crunch- bit.ly slash crunch discord. What are you the doing? The future is a is a bunch of battery operated diesel powered discord servers that's what that's it's battery operated it's and both, diesel powered. the diesel powers the batteries and then the batteries power my laptop and then the discord fuels uh everything else content i'm just looking at my keyboard now and i really want to do the return but then right underneath it as i'm sure you know there's the shift key and i would like to also write in uh, vibe shift so that every time i use the shift key it would be a vibe <laughs> There's been a vibe There's shift. There's a vibe shift. Amazing. All right, here we go. Police say a male victim was shot in both legs in an 11th floor apartment on Stanwyck Street. People that live inside there were stunned to hear the news. I can't recall like one single incident besides like an alarm going off or like, you know, like a dog. Getting a potato chip bag stuck on its head. She reportedly suffered a broken arm and lacerations from the deployed airbag. Her parrot was fine. Angel told officials it was arbitrary. CNN.com slash 2022 slash 06 slash 09 slash nice slash US slash chocolate hyphen tank hyphen rescue hyphen Pennsylvania slash index dot HTML. <laughs> Updated 503 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Two people were rescued after falling into a tank full of chocolate at the Mars M&M factory in Pennsylvania Thursday, officials said. Both patients were transported to the hospital. As, okay, one patient was transported by ground and one person was transported by helicopter. Oh, okay. no. So that means it was super serious. Yikes. The extent of their injuries is unknown. They had to cut a hole in the side of the tank to get them out. Wolf said that it's unclear how the people fell into the tank. <laughs> no injuries have been reported at this time. We are actively managing the situation. So that's not, it's just kind of like, this is a very tragic accident. <laughs> this is not yeah, really this is funny. bad. No, oh, this is, man, I, this is, I was expecting some Augustus Gloop level I was too. I was like, they, they fell in, they swam around. And... <laughs> this, is, this is a recurring theme on Pittsburgh, dude. <laughs> 
we're like, oh, let's go goof at these people for now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, they're really oh, hurt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's awful. Let me see if I find another horse that fell into a trench. <laughs> that is so funny. We just never learn our lesson. We really we're just like, we're, we're like, hey, we have a Pittsburgh news. Oh, poor doggy. <laughs> so the furries are coming back to Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, good. We could oh, yeah. I forgot that. that the furry convention is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. There's a, a meme about that all the time. Okay. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's not fun to punch down, so we're not going to do that. No, it's very easy to punch down. Very easy to punch down the phrase and all they can really do is kind of look up and kind of scratch their ears, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's not like they can do much. They can't really emote behind the masks. You right. Know? It's hard. I wonder if masks are required at furry conventions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, there was a guy, there was another Oklahoma city news that we could talk about. 23-year-old climber released from jail after scaling Devon Tower, which is the tallest tower in Oklahoma City. Seven stories high? Uh, hey. <laughs> that No, that's from Oklahoma the musical. <laughs> oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, Oklahoma, they, where it's yeah, seven they, stories they, they high. Yeah, there's, like, there's like, yeah, there's there's a skyscraper, seven stories high, something like that. It's like a bit, because it's like, ha ha, they're in the olden times. So I watched jokes. this live on the new, we had a live stream going in our office, so let me bring you into the moment. A 23-year-old climber was released from jail after scaling the Devon Tower. On Tuesday morning, the climber scaled the Devon Tower with no harnesses or ropes and was later taken into custody. The video has been shared around the country. Mason DeChamps made it all up all 844 feet of Devon Tower, but told Whoa. Yeah, but told Coco 5 he had a purpose for doing it and it wasn't just for fun. <laughs> I thought the Devon Tower looked really cool and I thought it would be a nice building to climb. He said <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 it wasn't just for fun, it was for cool and nice too. And this is <laughs> this is the other thing that is actually really cool. He said the only gear he had on him were rock climbing shoes, chalk for his hands, and the alias pro-life Spider-Man. So he did it for the his pro-life guy. Nice. Pro-life Spider-Man. Can we just talk about the kind of the off-brand messaging to climb an 844-foot tower to say that you're pro-life? Like that just Yeah. It's not the best. You know, no, at least use a harness, you know. Like none of the cops and the firemen at the top are like, I'm <laughs> so gonna not be supporting abortion anymore because of this stunt that you've pulled could you imagine if he had fallen and he was wearing a shirt that it's said pro-life pro spider-man Spider that's ironic for two reasons <laughs> he said uh he said after 30 feet the consequence is the same so it all really goes away you know what i respect that <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think so too it's like you've you get up the first 30 feet you're if you're falling you're you're a meat crayon on the ground no matter what so <laughs> he's like he's like He's like, oh, you're mad at me for climbing an 800 story building or 800 floor. Jeez, 800 feet up in the air. What if I had just climbed like 30 feet in the air? Oh, yeah. that, would you be mad then? Same. Oh, would you be mad then? No, same thing. I don't. I don't know much about physics. Okay. But I feel like <laughs> I feel like if you like fell off a building at 30 feet and hit someone, and fell off a building at 800 feet and hit someone, it would be different. Yes. I understand terminal velocity is reached eventually, but like. 800 feet versus 30 that feels different a train leaves the station and the pro-life spider-man falls off the building <laughs> at the same time if both are <laughs> he talked to coco five after he was released from jail uh, he's originally from michigan he told them that he scouted the devon tower on google maps to see if he could climb it <laughs> i just look to see if i can stick my hands around i look for where the light shines through the holes and that means i can get my hands around it was a protest abortion he said cool I think it's interesting that he, one, scouted it on Google Maps, 
Yeah, that's pretty funny. We have too much technology. We need to go back. But the second thing, when I was watching the news live about this, first of all, my hands were very sweaty and my feet are sweaty just even thinking about it and looking at the pictures on this article. He had chalk. It's okay. He did have chalk. But uh, the way that the news people were talking about this, and I'm sure you've heard this before, because they're they're reporting, they've got multiple chopper cams, all the different angles. They're talking about, they're live streamed, interrupting all the other news of that day. And they're saying, you know, this is just extremely dangerous, extremely irresponsible. I just don't, like the last time someone back in 2017 fell off a 65-story building in China. And, you know, we just don't want to see that happen again today. <laughs> just like the disappointed, like, newscaster tone. It's like, you're not his dad. Like, what? why are you? Come on. If, let's. I think the news should just be just report the news. Like the news should be, yeah. there's this guy climbing the tower. Let's all watch, you know, rather than <laughs> like the moral grandstanding of, I just so unsafe, so irresponsible. Uh, he's up there. You can't stop him. You know, there's nothing yeah, you mean, can do. Just wish him well. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, let's, let's, see, let's like... see if he falls. We'll cut the camera away if he does. Uh, but stick with us if you want to see what happens. Let's move on to the fact that there's a picture that someone took in the tower, and they just it's a picture of Devin's head poking up, and he's just giving him the shaka bra, like hang ten sign. I don't think his name is Devin. I think he climbed the Devin oh, Tower. Mason. His name is Mason, yeah. I did Mason. see that, too, where he like gave him the, the hang loose. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> his name is Mason Day Champs. Yeah, and he was the champ of this... Uh, he he oh, wants yeah. to get people attention. I, he wants to use God's gift to help others. I I know this is going to sound like very dumb, Literally. but this tower does look easy to climb. Yeah, I know this is going mean, to it's, it's not that difficult. I mean, there's handholds all the way up. Yeah, there's handholds all the way up. And if you're, you know, if you have apparently no fear like this guy, you know. The, the great, that's the rationality. It's like the, once you're 30 feet up, you you're might as well be 800 feet up. I, that's just something I can't get on board with. I can't like that's because a lot. Here's the thing, Patrick. A lot happens between 30 feet and 800 feet. You use sure. your, your arms and your muscles in your hands and they get tired. No, no, no. It looks like he can relax. That's the thing. It's like yeah, he's he was just, just standing, standing. He was just standing. He's standing on the on the on the. um. Yeah, he's standing on the on the building. Yeah, and he's just like chilling. You know, I think I think he took a leisurely stroll up this building. He did. It took him. I mean, we had the live stream on for you know an hour. Okay, he stopped to take a selfie. A Dude, selfie? come on, man! You're gonna drop your phone. I guess he's got grip chalk on. Whatever, it's man. True. I can't Mason, even. I can't even James. hold my phone over the toilet without being like. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Phoebe, we were up, we were up on a boulder over a, looking over a cliff in Colorado, and Phoebe was like, "Hey, Patrick, toss me my phone." I was like, "No, no, no. also s- get away from the edge of that cliff." Yeah, there are some people who have that who can like drop the phone into the into the little the grate, you know, the sewer grate. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. It's you, not that I'm extreme, attached to my phone. It's just that like, what if it falls? You know, extreme phone, extreme phone pinching. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, whatever. I don't know what the name of it. Uh, speaking of people who can climb buildings, I went to see Top Gun Maverick this week. Uh, I heard that movie was actually really problematic. Really? I don't. I don't know. Go on. How was it? <laughs> big thing go. Big things go boom. Uh, big thing go boom. And me and Emma were talking about it last night. She was like, "That's the first movie I've seen in a long time that I actually enjoyed." I was like, "We watch movies together all the time that I pick." And or what are you, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> uh, but I thought it was a ton of fun. I, you know, it's a good action movie when. 
all the people, like you can see the people down below you in the theater, you know, like whenever the planes would turn on screen, you would see people's heads moving back and forth uh, because they were just so into it and they were like responding physically to what was happening on screen. Yeah. Uh, It was good. If you have a chance to go see it, I think, I think you should. I thought it was, I'll watch it. I had a great time. You got to watch the first one though to get the plot. Oh, is that so? Yeah, it's pretty plot dense. <laughs> yeah, the 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 fifty year break in between the first and the second one, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they're a lot. Right. I'm sure they tie up a lot of loose ends that mm-hmm. were left, you know, open and and in case you forget some of the plot, they do have like three flashbacks that just take scenes straight from the first movie and just put them in this. You gotta one. you gotta pad that runtime somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that the movie was funded by the company that <laughs> that made the planes. <laughs> Is that I, heard true? The, I, I heard the movie was funded by the by the company that made the gun planes. <laughs> so who makes the gun planes, Patrick? Uh, Lockheed, I don't know, something. There Stockholm were... and Lock, Stockholm. whatever. <laughs> there is a scene, this will be the last Lock, thing I say. Lock, stock, and barrel. Lock, we watched stock. the first one together. My mother-in-law was in town, and then uh, Emma's aunt was there as well, and then we were watching it. We were watching Top Gun 1 the night before. We were going to see Top Gun 2 the next day, and... Because Emma had never seen Top Gun one, and there's a scene where Tom. I have Cruise, also never seen Top Gun one. God, you gotta get it together. Uh, there's a scene where Tom Cruise is cruising his body <laughs> in towards another woman, you know, and it's oh, I see. Like the, it gets very dark, and it's the it's music a highway to playing. a danger zone. Yeah, it's yeah. It was a highway to the danger zone for my mm-hmm. my purity and my chastity, Patrick, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And it just kept going, you know, like at a certain point you like watch, you're like, okay, I get it. But then it like, it's like, all right, we get it. Like move on, you know, and it lingers for a bit too long. You're like, eh. Uh, But it was, it was some top tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) I love it. That's the name of the episode. Top tongue. Top tongue. Top tongue. Highway. Dude. (laughs) So. What are we what are we discussing today? I wanted to talk about how we were doing a new cover art and how that means that we're like a new podcast and we're doing this whole new thing where we want to get more patrons and do more things for the people who support us. But then we started talking about Matt Walsh and we kind of got derailed. Oh, sorry. You want to talk about the cover art that we can talk about a topic? Yeah, we. I mean, we can. Cool. Yeah, uh, we have a new cover art. Thank you, Ryan McQuaid, for designing our beautiful new baby boy. We love him so much. <laughs> It's weird now that we both have kids. <laughs> it is. It is weird. It's so strange. Uh, yeah, we have a new cover art. It we're leaning into the goofy man. We're just we're just going. Oh, for I it. love it, dude. I think there he gave us several options, right? And this option that we picked, you're looking at it right now on your screen. I love it for so many reasons. Reason number one, the cartoon bus. That's clearly that's clearly the best part of the whole thing. It is the fact that we're serial mascots. I love it. It's the best thing. <laughs> I we the goal is is multifold. Not because we hated the um, hated the bowl or anything like that. No, not because we hated the logo or the brand that we had kind of created, but because it was just time to to get a little bit. We thought you know being six years in, it was really time to level up our game. You know, we want to we want to go for another six, right? Oh yeah, we're not stopping. Oh, we want to be around forever. Soon. We're not stopping anytime yeah. soon. So it's like, all right, let's let's evaluate. This is no longer college age missionary, you know, podcasting. This is real. We're adult. We have children. You know, I don't want my yeah. son or my daughter. I really don't know what it is yet. 
but since we're talking about boys, I don't want my son looking up his dad's podcast and be like, dad, why is your logo old? You know, why is it? <laughs> why is your logo? So 2016 cheese, get out of here with that logo. Frick, dad, dad, your, your logo is pre end game is what he would say to me. Wow. That's how, yeah. the, that's how they refer to the time. It's your dad. Your, your podcast logo is phase three of Ugh. the MCU disgusting loser and i'll be like you are two years old how do you know all how this? do you understand you are so smart there's <laughs> we got to get you into a college we now put you it's, uh you know, jimmy neutron i agree i agree with the conversation that you and ryan were having while i was there at the meeting and oh, disagreeing with you sorry um <laughs> no, no 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 i i think you you were you and him were right our podcast is unique in that we it is very unique which is the word i know you hate uh, it is unique in that we are the only Catholic comedy good podcast. podcast. We're the only good podcast, <laughs> and we're the only we're the only comedy podcast for Catholics. And I think that is good because we're the best at it, and we're very funny. You're very funny. Thank you. Uh, you too. And I was like, "Well, now we're getting older. We got to get more serious." No, no, no. You can go for serious podcasts other places. Yes, you can get your serious content from. The Bishop Barons of the world. Where else do you get serious? I don't know where you get serious content from. You can get your serious content elsewhere. We give goofy content. You and gotta think about it this for. way. You can't tell me that Jim Carrey returning as Dr. Eggman in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> is, not, is not taking his job seriously, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, he's a mustache-twirling villain named Dr. Eggman in a movie <laughs> yeah, of about course. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and so about a hedgehog that goes fast about a hedgehog that that his whole thing is just got a blast and then he runs that's, that's jimmy neutron but yeah wait, wait a minute <laughs> what is sonic's cat does he have a catchphrase gotta, gotta go fast give me those rings that's what <laughs> that's that's what whenever i would play sonic as sonic the hedgehog in super smash bros that's what i would scream as i hit people i have to scream gotta go fast and i would gotta, just hit them give me how do i i gotta get all these rotating rinds I gotta, yeah, man. I gotta get all those chaos emeralds. Let me at that hollow. I'm hungry, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I'm a hungry little hedgehog. That's that's my, that's my I, catchphrase. I'm Sonic, and my I I'm my yellow friend and my red friend. We're gonna kick your butt. Is tails yellow? I thought he was tails, orange. Tails is for sure yellow. Oh my gosh, I don't know anything. The only, I don't know much, I don't have enough knowledge, I have barely enough knowledge to make goofs about Sonic, because the only Sonic game I played growing up was Sonic Riders, which was a fun game, it had a phenomenal soundtrack, but it was just a racing game, where they like race on hoverboards and stuff, so like, I don't really know, it's like if the only thing you know about Mario was Mario Kart, like there's no (laughs) way to know that Bowser always kidnaps Peach from, just from the Mario Kart games, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, Mario and Bowser, they must be like they, friends, they, they go must on be adventures. Friends. They must always hang out, but they they represent different sides of the world. Like, you know, sometimes Bowser comes to the grass and is like, I need more grass. And sometimes Mario comes. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have an intricate trade economy. <laughs> they do. They're both That's... embargoing the uh the Koopa. The... <laughs> I would I would play I would play a game where it's just you pick 
a character from the Mario universe and you have to barter with other characters. I want to see Civilization Five, but with Mario Kingdom, with Mario characters. <laughs> I want to understand the commerce of that world. It's severely underdeveloped. Do they pay each other in mushrooms? But their right. heads are mushrooms. What the? Yeah. Why is Why is a human being the queen of the mushroom people? You don't, I don't understand. understand. Princess Peach is a consultant. Is she's, she an she's occupying working, force? She's is she a hourly. colonialist? That's true. That could be. That could be it. That's probably what it is. Princess Peach is that she, no, she's not Queen Peach. She was given a she was given a princessdom over the over the Mushroom Kingdom. Now tell um, me about Luigi yeah. being a Baron. <laughs> That's an interesting concept to me. So we were saying we're a serious podcast now with very serious topics to talk about. <laughs> and I want people to I want people to come on to this podcast and be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna have a roaring good time with my friends Ethan and Pat. Yeah. But what ends up happening is they're like, you know what? I learned something today. Maybe the real friends we made along the way were the things we learned along the way. Maybe that's just, I think that's just something you experienced. Is that what I, is that just me? When people, <laughs> when people ask me to describe you, I'm like, Patrick is the kind of guy who like after his family all goes to bed, he can just kind of sit there around his books and like look at them and think about the things that he's learned from them and just smile. Just be so happy. <laughs> that's kind of what I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> My family's in town right now. My mom and my aunt Dottie are in town, and they left the house, and Phoebe took took Leo to bed, and I was like, I got to just, like, sit. She's like, you need introvert time? And I was like, yeah, I guess I do. I'm not an introvert, but I guess I do. And so I just sat there, and I, like, looked at the stack of books I checked out from the library, and I was like, I'm so excited <laughs> to read them. <laughs> and then I looked over at my bookshelf, and I thought about all the books I had to take off that shelf and put in the trunk so Leo could have his section of the bookshelf. And a little smile crept on my face. I was like, my bookshelf now not only belongs to me, but to my son. Does Leo... So he's reading now. Leo has a lot of books and cannot read. <laughs> I have many books and I cannot read. But he'll... I mean, you read to him, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My favorite book to read to him is the Butter Battle book. Okay. This can take us into a topic if you want. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So I love the Butter Battle book. Have you heard of it? Uh, can't say it's been on my thrift books wish list. Okay, it's a Dr. Seuss book. Okay. And the the book opens with a grandson asking his grandfather why he's patrolling, where, where he's going, and, and his grandfather- How come you always eat canola oil when it's very clear that butter is much <laughs> healthier for you, granddad? And granddad's well, just like- the AHA paid me $100,000 to lie <laughs> in 1957. <laughs> that is that what it is? That's they exactly make what that, it is. Do that, but it rhymes. <laughs> no 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 the butter battle book is about a guy who is uh he's a member of this this one country or whatever and they they uh they eat their butter they eat their bread butter side up oh and the other the other side of the wall they built a wall that separates them from the other uh, this is pre-2016 they built a wall that <laughs> separates them from the other country and that other country there were they no eat problematic them. walls before 2016 <laughs> they built a wall see there was a there's a wall back in dr seuss's time you've heard of berlin Mm -mm, never heard of it All what's right, about man. okay so there's a there's a problematic wall China? in berlin oh Maybe. that one no, that was a great one he was, he was pretty it was, it was pretty good uh so there was a they built a wall and uh it's to keep them uh separated from the other people who eat their bread butter side down and uh they they're upset that this other group of people uh eats their bread butter side down and so the grandfather is like oh my grandson what are what do they hold it from the top well, I guess they, I don't know. They, they kind of like, butter on their hands. I guess so. I mean, they don't hold, I mean, do you hold your bread like a, like, like a waiter's tray when you eat it? I pinch it. I like pinch it with my two little fingies, like Andes finger and thumb. What? And I like eat it. I eat like a little cookie. Like, ow. that's how so I eat you, it. You, you straddle the, 
the slice with your fingers? No, no, no. Or you fold it like a taco? So I make a little pincher movement (laughs) with my fingers to pick it up. Like Mm -hmm. I'm picking up like like a like like I'm picking up a a pencil. I just pick up or like you play a claw machine game with your bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go down. No, so like the the bread the bread is all right. The bread is laying flat. Okay, just imagine a piece of bread. bread. Imagine a piece of bread flat in the air, and my hand approaching (laughs) it perpendicular. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, perpendicular with regards to what? Oh yeah, I'm turning on the camera. So my okay. my hand is like this. Okay. The, the bread is like this. This the is the bread. bread. Is this hand is the bread. It's the bread flat. Is, bread and then my lovely. hand is approaching it at a perpendicular from the right. With the, yes, from the right. And my and my 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 fingers are like this. They're going um num num like like you're yeah, pretending okay, to be an alligator. Yeah, and then yeah. I pinch the they bread pinch like up this. and down. Yes. Yeah. So so my my not not like this. I'm not, not like no, pinching not, it. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not pinching it on the long end. I'm pinching it on the on the short end. Okay. See what I mean? Yes. And I so I pinch the bread. And so that, you see, I got to go back to the camera. The the bread, the butter of the bread could be on the top or the bottom. This is taking way too long. No, it's the book. Okay. So the book, <laughs> we're really padding the runtime here. The book is about uh, people who go to war over something that is silly and inconsequential. And uh, the grandfather's like, grandson, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I just came to see you. And the grand the grandfather's like, I'm about to do something really crazy. Like, you got to, fine, you can come watch. <laughs> And essentially what happens is the end of the book is the is the uh, the culmination of this arms race that's taken since this this man's entire life because he built a weapon then they came back with a bigger one and then he came back with a bigger one and then he came back with a bigger one and they come up with essentially a, an atomic bomb and he's like we developed this we're going to blow them off the planet and they go up to the wall and and then the other guy has a has an atomic bomb like a little jelly bean atomic bomb that if they drop it it'll go kablooey and they're both just standing there, like looking at each other, like waiting to drop the bomb. It's obviously a critique of the Cold War, right? Like this is just what it is. But I didn't know about the Cold War when I read it. And so I was I, I was telling my wife, I was like, all of my political beliefs come from this book. Oh, like wow. this, all of my political beliefs come from this book where I'm just like, I think the fight is fake. I don't, I think it's about as inconsequential as the butter being up or the butter being down. This is my unironic opinion about the left, right paradigm i think it's a distraction <laughs> i think it's actually fake before we get to that you've heard of mad yes may i suggest to you mab <laughs> what mutually assured butter which i think is a much better program for <laughs> world peace it's like if everybody gets a nice big old slab of butter everybody on their gets bread a nice the little day, slap it's if there's just we're, we're we're mandating all these things from the state the government tanked the economy sending us checks and and injecting trillions of dollars into the securities market when they could have just sent six sticks of butter to every family <laughs> and could you imagine be... like the pre- the presidential candidate from 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 Wisconsin is like I'm going to give six sticks of butter to every every household in this country and and six sticks of butter every month henceforth non-taxable butter income non ntb you've heard non-taxable butter this so i'm just saying if i got a regular shipment of butter to my house that was one grass-fed pasteurized two easily spreadable three salted and delicious then (laughs) i i don't think i would ever i would ever need anything anymore i would be fine i would be done It'd be over. It'd be but good. We're wasting all this. Like you're giving me dollars that cannot be converted directly into butter. 
There's and no way to turn this dollar in my pocket into a fresh stick of butter. Fresh stick There's of butter. No I gotta way. Go to, I guess so. Go to some kind of intermediary. Yeah. Yeah. There needs. We need to work on that. But that's a whole other. There should be no mediation between money and butter. Yes, it should be. be butter should be a fiat currency, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Forget Bitcoin. How about butt coin? <laughs> <laughs> Never before heard joke right here on the crunch. You heard it here first, folks. Butt coin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> butt coin. <laughs> that's the topic. That's like the that's like the community episode with the ass crack bandit. It's butt coin. I didn't I don't I'm unfamiliar. Uh, I said the I word ass on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um so So okay, so let, we can talk about the left right <laughs> paradigm. I know it's okay. your favorite thing. It is but my favorite thing. It is my favorite thing. Fake. Tell it me is... about how tell me more about how it's all fake, about how we're living in just a performative It's not it's society. not performative. I think it's I mean it's not that it's fake. But it's just that it's not the most important thing because it's it's essentially a snuck premise. Okay, so a lot of people on the Discord, or a few people on the Discord, I won't say a lot. A few people on the Discord have been asking me where they can go listen to a podcast on the basics of post-liberalism. And I would say, if you need to listen to a podcast, I can send you some. But if you want to read something, I can send you my blog, padnevy.blog. Uh, but I think like the the main the main channel for me going into post-liberalism was my my uh, I was upset about how the left and the right didn't fit the church. And I think that we all are making these concessions, right? Every Everybody who's either a lib Catholic or a con Catholic is like, well, this one is the one that aligns most with my values. And so we're kind of tricked into this big old compromise and both both sides do it, and both of them can't understand why someone made the other compromise. Uh, the the libs can't understand why someone would compromise to the right, and the 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 cons can't understand why someone would compromise to the left. And I can understand why people would compromise. I just don't want to anymore. I'm done. And so that was my that was kind of my my start. I was like, I'm very frustrated with the left right paradigm. I I don't want to be. Republican or or, or or Democrat. I want to be Catholic, right? And so you've heard that before. Yes. And people will say that and they'll still be super right wing. Before. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw someone on Instagram today that was like, I won't put them on blast, but I saw someone on Instagram today that was like, we need to be above party politics. And all of their posts were like anti-Biden, anti-Harris, anti, you know, mm-hmm. it was so funny. But anyway, it's it's like that that was that was kind of where I started. And what really got me into post-liberalism, I was like, it's just the left and the right is a false choice in the same way that like when your mom is like, do you want to go to bed now or do you want to go to bed in 10 minutes? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a trick because really they're giving you a choice, but it's a choice within certain parameters that are already not in your best interest. So like you're being given a choice between Republican and Democrat, but you're being given a choice between left liberalism and right liberalism, but you're not being given a choice between liberalism and not liberalism. And you can call liberalism modernism, whatever. I don't know. Some people are confused when I talk about this. But the butter side up and the butter side down thing is like, do you want the state to control everything or do you want individuals to control everything? Right? Like, do you want, do you want big government or do you want, individual or big business run by individuals right like do you want this is the this is the false choice that we're that we're given do you want a big state or more individual freedoms and we go back and forth it's like do you want your butter on the top or on the bottom and really it's like well 
the the bread is the issue here <laughs> like the structure of the thing mm. that we're putting the butter on is a problem let's talk about yeah. that but it's not and it will end in nuclear war destroying everything that's how it's gonna end um i don't know is no. it I don't think that's. You don't think that's true, Mister 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 Gorbachev? Pass me that butter. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. <laughs> what, do you, what, so, what do you think about everything that I'm saying, Ethan? I, I have some thoughts, and I, I think it might be connected. You might have to help me. I think there's a bridge here, but I need you to help me find the bridge. Sure. Uh, so I saw a post. Um, it's so much easier to say post than it is to say tweet, because when you say tweet, people just assume things about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a post about um, uh, cargo cults. Have you heard about this? No. Is it like people who worship cargo shorts? Close. shorts with pockets in them okay no yeah and if you're if you're talking about everybody in my sixth grade class <laughs> then you are right man cargo shorts um, below car- the knees baby <laughs> i so sidebar no matter what era it was i was always like three years behind the shorts uh-huh. game like for a while it was plaid shorts right mm-hmm. and then i got on the plaid shorts game everybody was had already moved on to like the baggy athletic shorts that match their socks and by the time i got into that game everybody was on like the kind of chubbies like super short yes. shorts and i never got onto that game because i do not have the thighs for it <laughs> just want to say everybody out there but i just i feel like i've always been a step behind anyway the this doesn't really i'm right matter, i'm right there with you but <laughs> yeah yeah we guys like us we're, there's some guys that are deeply feeling that right now <laughs> um so a cargo cult world war ii the in the pacific theater specifically there were all these islands with indigenous tribes and populations on them and what happened is the japanese kind of moved further in the Pacific towards the towards the the United States and the United States moved further Pacific towards the Japanese. They started occupying more of these islands as bases. And so they would establish like runways and they would have planes taking off and landing. They would have shipments of cargo. They would have tents and they kind of would work with the local populations to kind of help set up a base so that they could move on to the next island, right? And what happened was is that all these these people had never seen anything that had ever been manufactured ever in their life. And all of a sudden they see mm-hmm. the two most powerful mechanized nations just blowing up each other's ships, you know, off the coast of their island. Yeah. You know, and it's like, holy crap, this is crazy. And so and they see all their clothes and they see their guns and they see their food and they see the everything that they do. And when they all leave. Then they they still leave behind some of these, you know, there's still some planes left around. They kind of maybe are old like satellite dishes and there's uniforms left lying and there's all these things that are kind of scattered about. And so um, what they did in their mind is they associated the activities that the military personnel were doing on the islands with the technological advancements that they received. So because they did their parades and their drills 
and they lined up in certain formations and they slept in certain tents and they waved the American flag because they did all of those things. Then all of the food and all the technology and the bombs and all those things came to the island. And so, oh. yeah, so there's all these cults that still exist where people like there's these there's these very strong men that rise up and create systems of power and like you owe me and I owe you and all these things. And they they develop a system where they utilize kind of uh, hollow, I guess, uh, reimaginings of planes and uh, technology and the equipment and the tents and the camps and all these things. They recreate what it was like when the military was on their island with the hopes that one day the gods or the god or whoever they believe in will bring them more technology in the same way that it was when the troops were there. It's just paganism. It's, it is paganism, but it's paganism. Yeah, it's Bell it's Bell and the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. but it's very odd because you see these pictures of these people wearing these old, you know, uniforms and like constructing very elaborate like satellite dishes out of hay because they think that's what they have to do. Um yeah. and so someone made this post about the cargo cults. He said, we have become the cargo cult version of a republic. Enacting hollow simulacrum of the rituals we once witnessed great men perform with no understanding of the underlying mechanisms. And that, it it struck me in a unique way because I hadn't really, I didn't know about the concept, first of all. And when I, it was in reference to something where someone was posting about how, um, like when you get into an argument with someone who's, uh, on the left or maybe sometimes even on the right and apropos of nothing they'll whip out well i have a doctorate right and they'll just kind of say yeah as if that means that they have expertise or they have an automatic you know do not pass go or you know go pass go collect 200 dollars. like yeah that's jail freak they can get out jail free card that's what i'm looking for they have the they have st james avenue i don't know what i'm trying to say um <laughs> they they have a get out of jail free card in every conversation because they have this doctorate and like at a certain point in time, that was true because the only people who had doctorates were people who were really smart and knew what the hell they were talking about. Uh, yeah. Now, you'd be hard pressed <laughs> to find someone with a doctorate <laughs> who knows what they're talking about. And yeah, uh, it's for a variety of reasons. That's a blanket statement. There are lots of people who have doctorates who are very smart. Please don't yell at me in the Discord. But if you do, use the channel questions and feedback, and you know, message me privately if you want to. Bit.ly/slash/conscious/discord. So. Uh, <laughs> So they were referencing in that, like, we live in this culture where we don't understand what actually makes anything tick. We don't know why a doctorate means anything. We don't know why being in political power actually means anything. We don't know what it means to be on the left or on the right. We just reenact these uh, simulacrums, simulacra, uh, of, of what the people in our culture have done before us but we're not connected to what actually makes anything move or work. And it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about Matt Walsh before that he's like attacking this, this top level thing. And like, nobody is and like, they're both playing their parts to perfection, but nobody's actually talking about the actual issue. And the point that was most effective was what you said in that 20 minutes when they were talking about, they were actually hitting at things that move men and women's hearts. The things yes. that actually get them to operate, not just, I'm going to play my role and say the things that I'm supposed to say, and you're going to play your role and say, and, and because we both play our roles, we get power, wealth, prestige, like we're supposed to. And so it's like, effectively, we're all living in this cargo cult world where we're all just living out the role that we think we're supposed to have and trusting that the thing is going to come to us. I think it goes further back than you think. 
I think you're right. I think the cargo cult idea is just how paganism works. Cargo cult is just like a very modern, unique expression of paganism. It's a ni- it's a neat little uh, uh, example where it's like we're we're very clearly out of the system. We understand how the system of power worked that brought them the technology, mm-hmm. and we can see this is very clearly <laughs> dumb. Um, and I feel like I can I can say that and be okay. Like the people who are the people who are are. And okay, sorry. Let me let me back up. This is how paganism works. The pagan cults of the past were constructed systems of power that weren't real. Mm-hmm. They were people play acting, completely not understanding how systems of thought actually work. Which is why, which is why the 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 uh, the new atheists are right when they mock greek myths about how the seasons exist mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. what they're wrong in is applying that to christianity yeah. paganism is a manufactured system by people in power to make sure that the people uh beneath them do the things that they want them to do it's this mm-hmm. uh it's the bell and the dragon story from um it's the bell and the dragon story from the book of daniel where the king brings this sacrifice to temple and it's this huge sacrifice and he believes that bell the god exists because the food's gone the next day and he locked the temple door where in reality the people who built the temple there's a trap door underneath the temple they went in through the bottom with all their family and friends and they ate the food and they left the people who were in power were the ones eating the food mm. they built the temple mm-hmm. they had the emperor feeding them mm-hmm. they ran the they they decided what bell's will was mm-hmm. they like they the bell bell might as well have existed you just didn't know that he wasn't like the statue you know what i mean it's like we we found where the power actually is it's over there mm-hmm. and so the problem is when the people who know the secret die and they can't make the system work anymore the people who are left over the people who are running it now are true believers yeah that's the problem oh, that's terrifying the problem the problem is the problem is not when the issue is when um it's not when the the guy who's like we got to build this okay guys when there was a gigantic thing that's shaped like a big bowl over there we got free food we got to build it again mm-hmm. because that's the way we're going to do it that's not the problem the problem the, the 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 malicious one is the one who's like i know the people will serve me and take care of my needs mm-hmm. If I convince them that this is the way that we need to work our system. So like I, I need to I need to re I need to reorganize society in such a way that it serves my ends. That's the issue. Then what happens later is the people who are brought up in it, they're true believers. They run the system. It's safe to say that the most the people who are in political and economic positions create that system for themselves but are in fact the true believers at the same time like they are true believers but they also have to create that system around themselves in order to survive because there's always going to be someone who is like the young radical fiery person who believes the system more than you who's going to take it away if you don't build that system well at this but behind the scenes there are people who actually wield the power who are you know not necessarily control like i'm not saying everyone in government is a puppet but i'm saying that there are actual levers of power that can be flipped and moved and tilted um and almost none of them reside in the actual hands of the people who operate in our government you know like which is it or if they do it's by it's by some kind of proxy or agreement with some other entity or institution 
that's the the crazy thing to me. So I have a question for you. When do you think that the last person who understood how power worked in American government died? I have no idea. Come on, Patrick. This what is I was a podcast. Saying, what this I was is a podcast. You got to speculate. I I think that I think the Western I think the Western political tradition didn't realize how power worked. Like Truman after what Truman Louis the Thirteenth. Hmm. Like I I think I I think absolute. This is this is my this is my very rudimentary understanding of. I mean, this is this is the this is the goofy thing. People will say this is where it all went wrong. It went wrong in the Enlightenment or the Reformation or nominalism or original uh, sin. <laughs> yeah, right. But something something happened. Something happened when the kings started saying, "I am God's representative on earth." Mm. Something that we mm. that I forget all the time that we need to understand about liberalism is it's not an attack from without. No, it's not. There are no more attacks from without. It is it is an attack from within. We did this to ourselves. Liberalism is not something that's attacking the church from outside. It's something that we invented. Wait, wait, hold on. I have a question. I have a question. So what you said was crazy, and we just like I don't want you to zoom past it because I think it was nuts. The implication. So okay, Louis the Thirteenth. Who, was he the first person that claimed divine right or divine no, rule? No, no, no. He's just like he's just like the symbol. The of symbol it. of it. So he's the sun king. Okay. So obviously there Louis were the obviously there were yeah. there were monarchs and autocrats and dictators before him who were like I'm God's representative. But what was was he was he Catholic? Oh yeah. That's not where it all started, right? But the we can point to this example of Catholic Christian monarchy, right, being a representation of Christ's headship over the universe being distorted slowly over yes. time into paganism. Uh -huh. And I think that if we take that as our framework for talking about almost everything, maybe it doesn't start to make, it doesn't make everything make more sense, but it at least gives us a place to stand on and be like, okay, I'm like, I'm like not crazy. No, you're not. I mean, the concept of sovereignty, I mean, where did the, where did the Israelites go wrong? Oh, buddy. They went wrong when they said, make us a king like the other nations. God was like, no, no, no. I provided. God was like, no, 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 no. Um, that's for Regan. Um, God, God was like, God, God was like, God was like, I didn't, that's not what I wanted. I wanted you to make a king. I wanted to be your king. You know, I wanted to be your king. I don't want you to be, have a king like the other nations. The other nations, kings are sinners. They're pagans. They they believe that they're they're sons of God, right? And so, this is what this is what um hmm. what ended up happening, ironically, in the monarchy, which is something that something that the 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 integralist bros on Twitter don't get, is that the monarchy did this because they started conce conceptualizing themselves as sovereign. Mm -hmm. This goes back to what you were saying with we're play acting what power really is and not understanding how it works. Mm -hmm. The monarchs didn't realize that they had that their kingdom was they stopped realizing that their kingdom was a vast network of diffused power diffuse power relations diffuse power relations meaning people are more allied to their family than to their community than mm -hmm. to their city than to their state than to their region than to the country the nation itself mm -hmm. the continent they live on right like king louis the 13th might as well just be you know a guy like who cares who he is he doesn't control my day-to-day -day life right, right. And so 
the real power was diffuse. It wasn't. It wasn't centered in in the self. But then all these 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 intellectuals were, were talking about these these theorists were talking about divine right monarchy and 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 saying you know interpreting Saint Paul in certain ways. And they were definitely doing it to get in the king's good graces because who doesn't like being told they're God? Hmm. And it was this decision for the kings to say yes. I am sovereign in that all power in this geographic boundary is centered in me. And that sin is profound. Mm -hmm. That's a profound sin. Mm -hmm. And it leads to so much else. It leads to nationalism, breaking away from the international church, saying, well, well, if if I'm if I'm the the center of God's power in this nation, then who is the Pope to tell me how to run my nation? Right. Um it it leads to it leads to protestantism because okay well if the king is sovereign and he is catholic and the king is sovereign and he is it, it leads to protestantism because the kings are like well if i'm if i'm sovereign i can i can uh, bring in this this nice little german guy and he'll he'll tell my people that that they can listen to me and not listen to the pope and I'll have more power it leads to the enlightenment because all of a sudden they're like well if you're sovereign why can't i be sovereign why can't I be sovereign? Right. Who made you? Who died and made you? King? <laughs> <laughs> the other guy, the other king. Yeah. And so that that's the that's kind of the point here, right? Is liberalism is this assertion against monarchy, but it's an assertion against a false monarchy. Mm-hmm. It's an it's liberalism is this assertion against against sovereign the sovereign king, but the sovereign king never really existed. He wasn't really sovereign. The sovereign king is 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 fake in the same way that the pagan priest is not actually sacrificing goats so the sun will come up in the morning. It's not real. It's fake. But it doesn't matter that it's fake. It might as well be real because it honestly does make the world go around. And we have so many things like this in our world today that are just around and they have power only because we all believe in them. That's why I love cryptocurrency so much. It's a beautiful parody of what the economy yeah. is. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fiat currencies, blah, blah, blah. Man, what do you think the US dollar is? You know what I mean? It's basically the same thing, but it's a (laughs) it's a it's in paper. You know, money money is this thing that we all lend. It's protected by institutions. It's protected by institutions. We all just agree that it you know, that's where I think it all went wrong. Absolute monarchy. A lot of people have their opinions on monarchy formed by the scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy says watery tarts distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Um, because King Arthur is like, Hey, I'm the King because I got this sword out of this woman gave it to me out of when she came out of a lake. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I'm the King, but it's a false dichotomy because you don't have any real power because someone gives you a sword as you come out of the lake. Similarly, you don't have any real power because your dad is the King. Yeah. You know, like, and you don't have any real power because a bunch of guys wrote down that you had a, had power 200 years ago on a piece of tea stained paper. Right. Like it was in the New exactly. Poly Discord yesterday, and someone was like, I wouldn't mind if we redistributed some power away from the executive branch to the legislative branch. I'm like, that's just such a funny thing to say, because the legislative branch has the power that it has. You know what I mean? You can't just, like, you can't just be like, well, juridically speaking, now the legislative branch is more powerful, so you got, you got to stop listening to Joe Biden. It's like, well, they're going to listen to him if they want to, and they're not going to listen to him if you he, if he don't want to. Power is real. It's not something you can just change on a piece of paper. And, and yeah, anyway. Right. It's a funny thing that... Ooh, do, 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 do. Um, hmm. There is a lot to learn from an academic sense from <laughs> China and Russia. Okay. 
Be- because guys like Xi Jinping and Putin understand how power works because they have to or else they will get killed. <laughs> right? And what what of our big like problems when we look at those nations and I'm not trying to defend any atrocities that either nation has done. We struggle because we look at those and we're like how how can a whole country just subsist under an autocrat or whatever. But at the same time, they have a totally different way of thinking about power and understanding power than we do. Mm-hmm. And we don't take that into account. And I don't have much more to say on that because I don't really understand it. Um, but I think it, all of this contributes to why we look at those two nations specifically and like get angry and people are like, oh, the communists. It's like, okay, neither of them are really that communist in the strict sense of the word, you know, uh, so like we just need to calm down and just understand that they have different views of power than we do. I, I do I do have a suspicion that Vladimir Putin is more cynical than the and by cynical I mean purposefully doing purposefully corrupt, knowingly knowingly corrupt, knowingly pulling the strings and saying things he doesn't believe. Yes, absolutely. That's what I mean when I say cynical. I think he's more cynical than Biden is. I think Biden's a true, oh, be- true believer and Trump. I think I think most presidents for modern period have been true believers in in america but that doesn't mean that either of them are you know what i mean it's it's like that doesn't mean that either of them are i'm not saying we're not making a value judgment of one being better than the other we're just talking about it from an objective point of view do you think trump was as cynical as putin no 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 no. i think he's a true believer you think so yeah i mean that's the thing is you can Hmm. you can you can be like you can be one level above like just just normie sure he was so guys like Trump and Elon Musk are like more aware than guys like Joe Biden. I think that's true, but, but, but also but I don't still, think it but they're still play acting. Yes. They're still play yeah. acting. They still are just playing their part yeah. because and and it, it they don't have any metric for power other than I'm going to move this billion dollars from here to here. Since they're they're in the ruling class or in the upper class, I have no idea what they know. But mm-hmm. I do think I think Joe Biden might be just as cynical as Trump is in that he's hmm. like, well, I mean, what, what is, I mean, what, what, did, what did Trump play on to get elected? He played on people, identity, he played on people's identity fears. What did Biden do to get elected? He did the exact same thing in reverse. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, aren't you afraid of those people who are white nationalists? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Trump was like, aren't you guys kind of white nationalists? You know, it's, it was, it's just, <laughs> it was like, you know, the, the, that was the, it's just, it's just the, it's the, it's yeah. the butter is up and the butter is down. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yes. it's not, it's not, yeah. I think they're both cynically motivated mm-hmm. in their own right. But I do think they're true believers in the system because so, what? I have a question. What makes, so at a certain level, like I bet anybody north of a city councilman is play acting. You think so? I don't know. Maybe the city councilman too. <laughs> uh, but like guys like us, you and me, like we don't believe that we're play acting. This is confusing. How do you know? <laughs> That's the question, right? Like, how do you know that you're not in the cargo peasant pole? mentality and peasants mentality? This is what I've been. This is what I've been thinking about recently. Okay. Right? Like, <clears throat> we're not. We're not building a system here. The the no. second you, tra- I mean, this is this is the re- this is the reality. It's like the, the this is the reason why the the Holy Spirit divinely inspired the author of Daniel to write this story. It's like, look, this is a very mm-hmm. clear example of mm-hmm. how the mechanisms of paganism work. You are going to be tempted towards this. 
this is an understanding of how it works. It's mm-hmm. people. It's people. Either you know what? Whether we're whether they're cynically using it or not is actually immaterial. I can't judge their souls. I probably shouldn't have gone in as hard. No, no, no. They fine. They deserve it. I, I'll, I'll go hard <laughs> on them and I'll call them cynical all I want. But the, whether whether the priests and the family are like whether they're like we're doing this because we want to maintain our power and want to trick the emperor, or they're because we are actually just the, the we're the hands and feet of Bell. Like we're just doing his job for right. him, right? Like whether they're true believers yes. or not, it doesn't really matter. Someone built the trap door. The trap door is there. Yeah. Hmm. And and identifying the reality, the real mechanisms of power, identifying how we... We're not supposed to be building anything. Because once you start building something, it's going to resemble a trap door in a temple. Well, who builds... So then, no, because you have to build something. We're not supposed to be building the way that the world works. We're not supposed to be, like, constructing systems of thought. I think we're supposed to be trying... We're. We are supposed to be oriented towards the truth in such a way that we are dis- we're uncovering it, we're discovering it. Can I can I safely attempt to build the kingdom of God as in in charity and love and truth here on earth while I'm alive? The kingdom of, can I try the kingdom of God is already built. Okay, so what am I doing? You're I don't know, furthering it? I don't know, maybe you could probably So it's okay, yeah. So what's it's what's the difference? It's like it's like I, I think maybe 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 I should just just clarify what i mean when i'll say build the kingdom of god for simplicity's sake but i think i think we misunderstand what that means we do i i think because people don't have an alternative to building in the way of the world we don't know what to do other than build trap doors or fall through them or eat what falls out of them (laughs) or put stuff on them like those are like those roles have all been defined yeah and we're on one path but there's a different path and it's probably some some cool like building the temple and like praying in the temple or whatever like the church etc cetera, etc cetera, the body of christ but like i don't know what that looks like if i'm providing an alternative to just some guy that i've met yeah i mean you know hey hey you're play acting how about you come over here and like do real stuff with me i don't what does that look like well uh, i serve the poor like how is that any different from me donating to charities i don't really know i mean the the because like, pro- the- i do it from my heart or whatever <laughs> like you know yeah the, i mean that that's the thing though is that the the system the networks of power that we have to that we don't have to build like the networks of power that exist we're just we're just neutering ourselves i was talking to some some elder we're just we're talking to some some i was talking to some elderly parishioners today because we're doing service days for life team and mm-hmm. i'm setting up they need their houses swept and their lawn mowed or whatever. And all of them said the same thing. They're like, yeah, I had kids. They went to the school. They had kids. They moved away. My grandkids are gone too. So I don't have anyone. None of the neighborhood kids are doing like they, they, they like, like when I was having kids, the neighborhood kids would come around and they would mow old people's lawns for a buck or two, you know, back in my day. Right. And I was like, yeah, there, there's some, um, the break the breakdown of the family and by that i don't mean that the gays are winning i mean that <laughs> by the breakdown of the family i mean that like this this these elderly women this elderly woman is alone she has no one she doesn't even have her church yeah. i mm-hmm. didn't know her name and i work for her church she's been a prisoner for 50 yeah. years and oh, people on her in her neighborhood don't know that she needs help they probably just drive by her house with her weeds and in the garden and it's just like ew you know what i mean and they don't even think to yeah. help her right there there's a there are real family and neighborly community bonds that we need to build I use the word build but like that we need to establish 
because uh-huh. like it's not it's not build i mean it is building it's a different kind of building it's building up of each other instead of building up of networks of power i guess system, i guess that's yeah. i guess that's kind of the, the distinction right is like we want to build i mean people talk about this all the time they're like all we really need is really to establish universal health care it's like fine sure whatever how is that going to change the fact this woman is alone and sad you know what i mean yeah like it's a, right. it, the quality of life isn't there it's just the 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 the, the the people have just been fed like the system is is continuing fine mm-hmm. but the people their souls haven't been fed they're not happy so why why keep ourselves alive if we're not happy you know what i mean like why are we going through such lengths to make sure we're wealthy when we're not even we don't even like our lives that we're that we have um it's like building relationships with each other building local communities like that that is the sort of thing that you can invite someone into and the thing is, you can't just, you can't, you as an individual, Ethan, can't walk up to another individual guy, Joe Schmo on the street in a vacuum and say, hey, how would you like to change your lifestyle to another uh, compatible, a lifestyle that's compatible with an, an individual single bachelor man who lives in an apartment in a major city? You know what I mean? It's it's not mm-hmm. this, this. I could do that, but I would be starting a You cult. could do that. And it's, yeah, exa- exactly. No, that's so true. You'd be building that's a the system. Only way. It's like the, yeah. the 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 christian community is not compatible with the with the uh with the the liberal noble savage myth where we're just alone in a in a forest eating berries happy and naked like that's not that's the christian community is not compatible with that it's we can't offer people an we can't offer people an alternative to the lifestyle they're they're uh they're living because it's unintelligible we're offering is unintelligible to people who understand themselves as once they're 18 they are you know on their own and they have to go, you know, become self-sufficient, right? Like, it's not, I mean, the 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 joke is that they will know we are Christians by our love was right. And they, that song was true. It's just that, you know, it's not, they'll know we are Christians by our love. And we're going to love people in the mode of liberalism where we just walk around shaking people's hands and like loving them real hard. It's like, they'll know right. we are Christians when they waving, see our com- waving certain flags, attending certain events. Yeah. It's like, they'll know we're Christians saying things on social media. You're going to know because I, I clearly, I love you, but it's, but it's all it's all play. It's all play acting. The only it's way the, they'll know we are Christians by the love that we have for the other people in our community. But that's the thing is that means that the only people you can evangelize are the people that are right on the periphery of your community. Yep. So like, sorry, you're not going to convert the world. You're going to convert the next street over if you have a bunch of help, or you're just going to convert your wife or your child or the next door neighbor. If you don't have any help, because that's how you expand the community. It pushes out like that. And you can't convert the whole world yourself. That's not your mission. You're called to convert the people around you. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you have to, you, you can only invite the people that are next to you. You can only, you can only love the people that are, that are your neighbors mm-hmm. in a real and, 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 uh, categorically different way, like a noticeably different way. You know, it's not like they're going to they're and then people are going to hate you for it. Like, that's the kind of stuff that makes people hate you. That's right. the kind of stuff that makes people, you know, drag drag Polycarp into the into the Coliseum, right? It's that's the kind of stuff that for some reason people don't like is they'll call you a cultist. You know, they'll they'll try and understand you in, in the liberal form of things, but you're gonna be so obviously not because you're just living your life, man. I don't know. You're just gonna be loving God and loving your family and your children and your your neighbors and you know, you're not going to be worshiping some guy as if he's the Messiah, you know, except for Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. 
It does. I'm I'm um, sweating. <laughs> I know you've been you've been going. I've reached the end of what I can say about this. Me too, actually. Uh, I, I hope that I, I hope that I've, I think this is I hope good. that I've successfully distinguished between building an ideology, building a system of thought, and building the kingdom of God. Um, I don't think you have, but I think we've started. Uh, yeah, to. I hope. I hope. I hope I've I've successfully noted that there is a difference. Yes, yeah, I think you have. Surprise! We didn't have a topic. Surprise! We talked for like forty-five minutes about that one Jeez. thing. So. Okay, want to do a Great. dating corner? <laughs> Uh, we got to do patron of the week and review of the week first. If Ethan and Patrick hadn't been full of naivete in college, they wouldn't have started this podcast. If they didn't have people supporting them on Patreon, this podcast would have stopped making sense a long time ago. Because of those patrons, you now get to listen to the best Catholic comedy podcast in existence. This is patron of the week. For those listeners with a fighting spirit. Welcome to Patron of the Week and Review of the Week, the part of the show where we thank the people who support our show, both monetarily and just by giving us a review on iTunes. If you because they love our new because logo, because they love our so new logo much. so much, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this logo is what I." Someone was like, "You know what? I hated the crunch." I hated it. I looked at it, past scroll past it every day, and I was like, I just shook my fist at my those, phone. I hate those stupid dots. Stupid dots are the little logo. Okay, uh, did, you, <laughs> did you know that the person who made our logo, his mom still listens to The Crunch? Oh, hey, your son did a great yeah, job. Yeah, he did a great job. Sorry, I, didn't want, I don't want to. We used it for six years, yeah, so clearly geez, it wasn't that man, bad. It was really good. Um, but we finally leveled up. Finally leveled up. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, if you think that this episode and our new logo is worth a dollar an episode, you can support us on uh, patreon.com slash the crunch for five bucks a month and that will get you access to ad free sometimes early episodes it'll give you access to bonus, bonus. episodes bonus live streams talks, talks that ethan gives uh it'll give you access to special channels on the discord where we talk about things like we have actual stuff now for patrons so like if you ever wanted to be a patron now is the time now is the now time. Is the time. It's, like, it's not like we're like, we're not like, oh, we'll do this eventually. It's like, we've been doing it and you've been missing out. So if you want access to a ton of content that you don't already have access to, five bucks a month on Patreon, Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch. Yes. Can I say one more thing? You say, if you think this episode is worth $1, uh, please give $5 a month. Can I pause it? If you think this episode is worth $2, please join us for we gotta, $10 We got to cut upselling a little bit. But. I know that's... I know that's twice as much, but when you think about the things that are worth two dollars these days, you can, go, you can go get a a twenty four ounce Gatorade for two dollars. You know, like I would hope, I would hope that this podcast gave you a little bit more than a twenty four ounce a good point. Gatorade. Although the blue freeze is pretty, pretty good. good. It's pretty good. Pretty tasty. So I don't know. I'll let you weigh that. But two dollars an episode is ten dollars a month. Um, if you think it's worth it, I. Please. It's like, hey, you sat down and talked to us. You're like, you want to buy us coffee? There you go. Two bucks an episode. Boom. Gatorade. Boom. I'm losing electrolytes. I need some some cool blue. This one comes from... uh, Cool blue. From uh, Gary V. Nope. Oh. Jerry. No, 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 no. Gary Vaynerchuk. Different different Gary. I think it's Jerry. Jerry. I'm a millionaire. Uh, (laughs) Jerry Vittlingham. I'm sorry. I don't... I'm not going to be able to pronounce your, your last name. I am very, very rich. Shout out Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Wine. Anyway, I'm done. Um, she's been uh, she's been a patron since October oh, of 2020. Yeah, she has. She has been she's been supporting us forever. Uh, she's in the Discord. Shout out Gary. Uh, she's from Melbourne, 
Australia. Isn't that crazy? That's where I'm from, just from America. The demonic left, as the <laughs> as Australians say. As the Australians say. She's out there and her address is... I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> thanks so much, Gary V, for sponsoring... Her address uh, is Wallaby, 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 Wallaby. I'm, I hope you're okay with me uh, butchering your name, both your first and last name. This is very rude of me. Thank you so much for being a patron and supporting us. com forward slash Australia. If you can't support us on patreon or you don't think that this episode was quite worth a coffee but you do think this episode was worth a five-star review on itunes that seems like contradictory but the whatever. bar is so think, low these days talk about the play, bar is so play low. acting i mean don't guilt trip our listeners sorry. into giving us money <laughs> but Ethan. i sorry let me just let's pop out of the out of the bit for a second there are so many times where I've been like, I hear, I listen to these podcasts, like leave us a review. And I'm like, oh, so much work, but like, actually I'm such a loser, you know, because I, <laughs> because it's not that much work. And I'm not trying to say anything about our audience. Like I have been in that position. I've just been like, oh, are you serious again with this? And I'm not going to leave a review, but it's like, I, I, the things that I do on my phone, on the toilet, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So okay. continue. Your uh, this one comes from Benjo 14. Uh, a great wholesome show exclamation point. Ah. Dude, I said ass on this episode. So <laughs> that's bad. Uh, the show was introduced to me by my brother, Pat, not me. This is not my brother. And I listen to it every week. I listen to it while I work out and in my car. Uh, the show has helped me grow in my faith as well as as a person. Nice. Ethan and Patrick are the best and they are funny and they are very real and they speak the truth exclamation point. Thank huh. you, Benjo 14. Nice. Thank you. Uh, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, giving reviews on iTunes super helps the podcast. I yes. really appreciate it. Um, and then if you review the episode, you could get your review read on Crunch of the Week. On the air. We can call it Crunch of the Week. We can. Uh, um, do cool. you want to skip the dating question for this week? Just yeah, we can save it. A little long in the tooth. Yeah, sorry, guys. I know I know, we I know we kept you through that Patreon of the Week segment so that you... Uh, <laughs> would listen to the dating corner. Hey, uh, Regan, can you pop into like the archives and put a rerun of the dating corner back on the back end of this episode for him? <laughs> Don't do that. Preferably one where I say, have we done this one before? And it's true. So that we do it three times, three now. times on one show. <laughs> uh, send in your dating questions. We're going to have, we're going to have a lot coming up. We got some cool things in the pipeline. A great interview. Oh my that's gosh, up guys, for next we month. We've so got much the cool new stuff. logo. We've got, you know, Regan's doing some stuff for us behind the scenes. We have a lot of really great ideas about things that we can do with our audience, kind of yeah. getting more into the live streaming game, getting into video, all of that stuff is happening. You guys make it possible when you support us because thanks so much. It it makes it worth our time to do, uh, and we just love it and we love doing it for you. And clearly, we've been doing this for six years with no real interest in making any money. So um, <laughs> it's time to cash in. This is a labor that. of love, and now I'm I'm here to collect the check, as it were. All right. Um, <laughs> Every, yeah. Okay. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Thank you to Man Balls for sponsoring this episode of The Crunch. <laughs> Use promo code CRUNCH to get 50% off your balls. Sorry, you, that you can't, you, you can't that do that. You did last week. I'm I did. Sure. <laughs> no, I think I did that in private. Oh, okay. Do something about butter. Okay. Thank you to Butter for sponsoring this episode <laughs> of The <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Butter for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Use the code CRUNCH at the checkout aisle at your local Kroger to get 15% off your next sticks of butter. Head on over <laughs> to Coinbase to invest in Buttcoin. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week.